Welcome to episode 58 of Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Dowdy. I'm Larry Bly. And, uh, oh, really bad sound effect of wind. Mike has decided to start a wind farm because a regular farm is, well, now you laugh, a regular farm is just too much work, he says, and all those stinking cows and pigs and sheep. Plus, you don't have to feed the wind or, by the way, clean up after it. Well, that's true. Unless it blows something over, and then you have to clean up. He was inspired yeah. by the association song, Everyone Knows It's Windy. windy. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty lame, Blair, but, you know, we had to do a lot of stuff in a hurry. Well, I hope things work out for Mike <laughs> yeah, and the I wind farm. <laughs> So what are we going to talk about today? And let's run that montage and let them know. Remember the guy, Bert Bacharach? I sure do. Actually, we did a, a podcast a couple years ago on Bert Bacharach and Hal David. And uh, just recently, mm-hmm. uh, Bert Bacharach passed away. So, uh, yeah, I thought, let's talk about some of the great songs that Bert Bacharach has done over the years. And we shall. Let's Trying see who's stuff. having a birthday. All right. Oh, there's the birthday band and everything. The birthday band... Rocker Alice Cooper has turned 75. His face is now 120. <laughs> he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2011. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not. I, I thought that was just the mascara. That, that's really his face that's doing that? <laughs> it actually is. Okay. Singer Clint Black uh, hits 61. Singer Natalie Imbruglia uh-huh. turns 48. Aren't you impressed that uh, I can I, do that? I am very Sight impressed. Sight unseen, by yeah, the way. Very good. Drummer John Steele of the Animals is 82. Singer Florence LaRue of the Fifth Dimension is 81. You, can... you know, I saw a video. It was Valentine's Day of uh, Billy Davis Jr. and Marilyn McCoo. They must be in their 80s are pretty darn close to it. They look fantastic today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were doing uh, McCartney's Silly Love Songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Great, great. Uh, Marilyn Rick, McCoo and what was his name? Uh, Billy Davis Jr. Yeah, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Too, they used to call them <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> Billy That's I what I was it. going for. Uh, let's see. Rick Astley uh, turned uh, 57. Uh, composer-conductor John Williams, 91. I hate to tell you this, but I saw a picture of him the other day. I went, oh, I remember him. He was <laughs> He's still around. I didn't know it. Singer Carol King turns 81. Is one that of our possible? favorites. Oh, it's not possible. Oh. Country singer Travis Tritt is mm-hmm. 60. Yeah. Roberta Flack turned 86. Oh, no. Wow. Uh, singer Jimmy Merchant of Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, 81. He's not a teenager anymore, you no, know. Okay. Uh, bassist Bob Spaulding of the Ventures. 76. Man, he must have been 10 when he was with that group. <laughs> and uh, Corey Larios of Pablo Cruz, 72. If you say so. Singer Cheryl Crow turned 61. Brandy Norman. I don't know who Brandy Just Norman Brandy. would. Brandy. He's 44. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brandy. Yeah, okay. you know Brandy. Musician Sergio Mendez. <laughs> Sergio Mendez in Brazil, 66. What a dumb name for a group that was because guess what? It only lasted a year and then they had to rename the, the group. <laughs> yeah, he turns 82. Okay. They did some great music, though, I'll tell you that. Oh, they did. Steve Hackett of Genesis, 73. Mm. Michael McDonald of the Doobie Brothers, 71. China Phillips of Wilson Phillips, 
55. Mm. Singer Pete Gabriel turned 73. Singer Robbie Williams, 49. Actor-singer David Norton is 72. I remember him. He did those Dr. Pepper commercials well, for so right. long. That's right. That was yeah, him. He did a great He job. was a pepper. I he, was a pepper. Uh, Were you a pepper, uh, too? Uh, yes, okay. yes. 10, 2, and 4. No. Uh, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20, 51. Brian Holland of Holland Dozier Holland, 82. From The Kinks, uh, Mick Avery, the drummer. 79. And you ready for this? Melissa Manchester. Mm. Ah, 72. How about that? There you go. Some famous birthdays. Now you ready for the opening montage? Let's listen to it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. What's it all about, Alfie? Someday I'm gonna write the story of my life. Magic moments. The man who shot the Liberty Balance. Wishing and hoping one less bell to answer. Raindrops are falling on my head. From Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, uh, What the World Needs Now, Burt Bacharach actually doing a cameo in that movie. Alfie from Dion Warwick, Walk On By, Dion Warwick, Do You Know the Way to San Jose from Dion, uh, Dion Warwick. Uh, the Story of My Life, Marty Robbins, Magic Moments from Perry Como, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Who? Uh, Gene Pitney did that. Oh, uh, I always been looking for him to this day. Uh, wishing and Hoping, Dusty Springfield, One Less Bell to Answer, Fifth Dimension, Raindrops from B.J. Thomas, and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's what Friends are for, Dion Warwick, Elton John, Glass Knight, and Stevie Wonder. And that is just the tip of the Burt Bacharach iceberg. Over the past 70 years, few other songwriters rivaled his genius for instantly catchy tunes that remained performed, played, and hummed along years after they were written. In fact, we still love many of them. He had a run of top 10 hits from the 1950s into the 21st century, and his music was heard everywhere, from movie soundtracks and radios to home stereo systems and iPods. Uh, You know, he just, of course, Dionne Warwick, by the way, we mentioned her a minute ago, you did. Uh, There's a wonderful uh, documentary on her called Don't Make Me Over. And I watched it last night, 90 minutes, and it really is fascinating. It really is. I've got to watch that. She was not easy to get along with, but they got along with her somehow. Yeah, wasn't there a a little bit of a falling out there between Burt Bacharach and Hal David and Dion? Well, there was a falling out between all three of them individually. I mean, she, you know, got huffy and wanted to be produced by somebody else for a period of time. and, And... in his biography, which I read a couple of years ago, uh, Burt Bacharach's biography, he mm-hmm. says, uh, I was stubborn, and my stubbornness caused uh, a lot of hurt and caused uh, Hal David to go his separate way, and I can't tell you to this day exactly why, but I regret it, And I, but I don't think I regret it enough that we'll ever get together again, and they never mm-hmm. did, as far as I know. Wow, what, what a team of musical talents. Now, what interested me is I was doing some homework on uh, Burt Bacharach, uh, it was Bert, B-U-R-T, mm-hmm. uh, but his dad was also named Bert, 
but that was B E R T. <laughs> Did they have to spell it every time they mentioned each other's names? Like, probably, know who he was talking to? <laughs> probably so. Uh, his mom was Irma, who was uh, an amateur singer and pianist uh, who uh, encouraged him to study music. Uh, he also learned the cello drums and piano and um, as an underage kid growing up in queens in the 30s Mm -hmm. he used to uh, sneak into the manhattan jazz clubs to see and hear dizzy gillespie and charlie parker oh wow he was a perfectionist who took three weeks to write alfie and could spend hours tweaking a single chord but he, he he wrote some really good stuff, and of course he wrote the music, and Hal David wrote the lyrics. Mm-hmm. That's what made them so terrific. Oh, and indeed. Started out in the Brill Building. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, and and that was um, how do I describe the Brill Building? I, I guess almost like a a work camp for writers and and lyricists and uh, music folks. I guess is that that the best way to to sum that place up yeah they, they cranked out a lot of music back in the day goffin and king and barry greenwich uh sedaka and greenfield and uh, man and wheel were among the most popular ones but they they were they came in on strong too hal david coincidentally bert had already collaborated with hal's older brother mac on the blob mm, okay a horror flick tie-in <laughs> that was a minor hit so anyway they said uh, hal david said we used to start on the 11th floor and work our way down <laughs> to see if anybody wanted to buy our songs i was uh, i was just looking a little deeper into uh, the notes here that that i made concerning uh, hal david and burt Bacharach. this music publisher's office the brill building we were talking about uh back in 57 it was um it was Bacharach and david who worked there it was in midtown manhattan uh, a publishing hub as they called it but uh, it was also known at the time as um, a school for teenage pop. Yeah, it, it was quite the spot for songwriting in its day. But here's something interesting. Even before that, the guy was doing interesting stuff in uh, 1958. He was asked to fill in for Marlene Dietrich's regular conductor. Who mm-hmm. knew that Marlene toured the world singing? <laughs> And the same New York Times article, Bert recalled his first meeting with a legendary star this way. Uh, I went around to see her at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and I had a cold, and she said, Is dot a cold? <laughs> that great voice. And then she gave me some vitamins and some medicine and wowed the heck out of me, and I was awe-stricken. And so Dietrich uh, championed the talents of her young musical director, and she called Sinatra once, Backrack says, and I played her a song, and she liked the song, and she thought, Sinatra ought to record it. I think it was, uh, well, and anyway, Mathis ended up doing it. It's wow. not for me to say. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Huh. Intermittently, over the next six years, he traveled the world with Dietrich. And during that, he was still writing music for other people and doing other things. But he said he really enjoyed working with her. Huh. Who knew? Yeah, I you saw know? where uh, even in the 50s, uh, around brown or after the marlene dietrich uh, days uh, he was also working with the ames brothers yeah. Polly bergen right. uh, georgia gibbs uh, joel gray steve lawrence what, what about edie gourmet well i don't know where edie but maybe uh-huh. she came on on board and then he was out the door i don't know and uh, a little known singer named paula stewart who in 53 became his first wife Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but uh, they divorced in uh, in '58. What was it? He was married 
four times, I think it was. Carol Bayer. Yep. Sager. Uh, that was number three. And she mentioned in his, uh, I don't know why, she popped up in his biography. I think maybe he just quoted her. She said he was never capable of love. Ooh, he was never ouch. in love with me. Ouch. Oh, yeah. That, she knew how to hurt. Uh, what was it? The and, and I guess the one he was married to the longest was Angie Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can you blame him? Uh, no, not with those legs. Uh, they married in 65, divorced in 81, but uh, they're saying even though they were married 15 years may not have been living under the same roof for yeah, 15 years yeah. but uh, uh and i i think uh, see he was married I, and this is what i don't know uh, i don't know if he was still married at the time of his death at 94 i don't uh, back I, a few weeks ago. i don't either no. uh but uh jane hansen was his uh, fourth wife. They married in 93. Mm-hmm. And um, she, of course, survives him along with their son, Oliver, their daughter, Raleigh, and a son, Christopher, from his marriage to uh, Carol Bayer Sager. Uh, Nikki Bacharach, his daughter with Angie Dickinson, uh, sadly committed suicide in uh, 2007. Bacharach and David had a healthy respect for each other's area of expertise. We'd have our opinions, David says. Mm -hmm. He would uh, like a line and then not like a line, and I'd have to rewrite it. I would strain, not not like a strain. We would delve into whatever it was one of us found we didn't care for, Uh and that's kind of how they crafted their songs. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Bacharach David's songs like uh, Look of Love, Dusty Springfield's uh, 67 hit, that was in Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Guy's in Love with You, number one hit in 68 for Herb Albert. What the World Needs Now is Love. Of course, um, (laughs) Bird Bacharach actually appeared uh, in the movie, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, and uh, performed that. And of course, that's what Friends are for with the Honored Friends. A Song of the Year Grammy winner for Bacharach and Sager, Mm -hmm. and Sager in that case, not Hal David. That's what Friends are for offered Warwick and her famous friends Stevie Wonder and Gladys Knight and Elton John all in the room they needed to play, and Mm -hmm. they did a great job of it, too. One of the chances of bringing all of those artists together from different labels, different ages, uh, different genres, all in one room to do that. It was just amazing. Oh, truly. But truly. he could do that. Also, Christopher Cross, Arthur's Theme. Remember, he wrote that? great, great song. The Best That You Can Do, 1981. Bacharach's second Oscar-winning tune took Dudley Moore's drunken playboy character more seriously than the character himself did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great theme. It and really I think that, uh, that had the Carol Bayer-Sager um, yeah. combination going yeah. there because she, she did a lot of the, um, the lyrics to that song. Um, I was just looking back. You remember the song, They Long to Be Close to You? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Going to play a little clip here. Words suddenly appear every time you are near. Just like me. But 
I found it very interesting about that Burt Bacharach song, Close to You. It was first recorded in 1963. Did you know that? No. Richard Chamberlain. And, you know, I was around then. Dr. Kildare, right? <laughs> Dr. Kildare. Yeah. He actually performs that song. I don't, I've never known that. Dionne Warwick performs the song on her album, Make Way for Dionne Warwick. That came out in 64. So, hmm. 63, it was a flop. 64 it was never released except on the album. But it wouldn't be until 1970, I think it was, that the Carpenters would strike gold with their version. But interestingly enough, Herb Albert had been offered the song, but he wasn't a fan of his own version. Hmm. How about that? And so he handed it over to Karen and Richard and the rest. He of was a lucky guy. Stuff. You know, he owned his own studio. So he didn't yeah. have any problem uh, uh, booking a studio time to do anything. <laughs> he owned the studio. Aretha Franklin, I say a little prayer in 1968. Uh, lead vocal cooks, obviously. But pay attention to how much fun the sweet inspirations mm-hmm. are having with Baccarat's melody on the background. You know, they backed up Elvis Presley, too. Yep. Yep. And that's unusual because uh, oftentimes, most time, uh, Aretha had her sisters backing her up. So uh, true. That, that was unusual. That is true. And uh, I found it interesting about that song, Say a Little Prayer, that uh, Bacharach and David actually wrote the song to convey a woman's concern for her lover who was serving in Vietnam. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Did you remember Isaac Hayes' Walk On By in 1969? I remember Isaac Hayes, but I don't remember him walk doing on Walk by. On By. No, I I that, that was all Dion, wasn't it? Dion For all their complexity, Bacharach structures were exceedingly tidy, which is why Hayes blew so many minds with a 12-minute psychedelic soul odyssey <laughs> he made of Walk On By. I've never heard this. Among those minds, the RZA, who sampled Hayes' version uh, in Wu-Tang Clan's I Can't Go to Sleep. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Uh, and Beyonce's, who did the same in her six-inch song. Wow. Did you that. know that Walk On By was actually uh, a B-side? A yeah, B-side I, to another actually single? Actually, I did. And only because I've read it yeah. <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Uh, but the boy, Researching I'm, I'm, this show. I'm glad somebody messed up there and played the wrong side. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, what what a great, great song. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, just, just a lot of fantastic music to come out of... Uh, Bert Bacharach. Um, We're going to miss him. Yeah. Yeah, we, we really are. Oh, and, and a couple more that uh, we we didn't mention. Patti LaBelle. Oh, Michael yeah. Michael McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a Bacharach Sager thing uh, on my own. Oh, okay. Just a, I'd forgotten that. Uh, yeah. I, I'd forgotten that he uh, he was uh, associated with that. Uh, of course, Bacharach and David, uh, the team uh, inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 72, 40 years later, um, shortly before... Uh, Mr. David's death at 91, uh, the two received the Gershwin Prize for a popular song from the uh, the Library of Congress. I was waiting for my Gershwin Prize, but I never got him. <laughs> Has it come yet? No, I'm still waiting. I'm still but waiting. Uh, yeah, over uh, think about it. Over the past 70 years, only Lennon, McCartney, Carole King, and a handful of others have rivaled his genius. For catchy songs, mm. Burt Bacharach. I agree with that. Yep. Oh, on a less serious note, by the way. Oh? Oh, uh, yeah. Carol, can you give us some temperatures around the country? Sure. Cleveland, 83. Boston, 79. Philadelphia, 127. <laughs> New York, 124. 127 and 124? Yeah. 
Carol, I think you're at the sports desk, aren't you? Oh, I guess I made a mistake. Those are the basketball <laughs> oh, That's terrible. You know, you were in TV for years, and you know what it's like when you sit down at the sports desk instead of the weather desk, right? I mean, <laughs> it can be just, quite confusing. It happens. You know, it, it does. It happens. It just does. <laughs> oh, too much. Is it seconds guessing time? Oh, you want to do that? You're uh, begging for it, huh? Well, oh, yeah. He's yeah, begging I'm for begging, it, folks. Begging. He's begging, begging for it. for seconds guessing. Yeah, well. Some of the toughest sound clips well, yet. From the old prize closet, Lair. Yes. This 50 VHS tape set. 50 VHS tape. <laughs> it took two or three boxes to get it in here. Of the famous TV show Hee Haw. I know that you'd uh, like okay. it. Yep, yes, well. yes, you and the little lady can laugh and sing along to endless hours of Hee Haw. Enjoy the antics of Gaylord <laughs> Sartain, Minnie Pearl, <laughs> Roy Clark, and of course Buck Owens, Junior Samples and Lulu Roman. And oh yes, let's not forget Grandpa Jones. Here comes a good yodel. Okay. You think he he hurt himself on that? (laughs) You know, he was on Monument Records. I didn't know that. I've got a collection. I've got it in one of my Monument collections. uh, But I didn't realize that he recorded for Monument. And at the end of that song, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put you through the entire song. But at the end of it, he tries to do that yodel one last time. And his voice cracks. And he starts laughing. And he laughs all the way to the end. And they left it. It's just so cute. I just thought it was so cute. Uh, really, that's yeah. too much. I so, always liked it when he cleaned the windows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a window cleaner yeah, he on the was. side. He didn't know yeah, that, did from, you? But from, he from was. way back. Yeah. All right. Okay, you ready for this? Let's Are do you, it. No. I hope you win the fifty VHS tape set. Does it include a player? No, you don't have one. No. Well, you know, I have at least two of everything, Larry. So I'll lend you one. I'll even hook it up for you. Okay. If it makes you feel better. I could go to Blockbuster. No, oh, that, they're gone too. No, the they? only thing left is the sign. The sign <laughs> is still out there. Isn't that the funniest thing? No one wants to take that sign down. It's too expensive. My friend John Mike Elder was down here, and I pointed it out to him. He says, oh, i got to go get a picture of that. He was fascinated with it. Anyway. Okay, seconds guessing. Okay. They're all Baccarat songs. Okay, okay here we go. There's no strings. It's beautiful. Uh, walk on by, Dion. Yeah. Warwick. Dion Warwick, Miss W. Mm-hmm. It was walk on by. Here comes another. It's the only thing that there's just to uh, What the world needs now. Uh, is that Dusty? Springfield? Jackie DeShannon. Ah. Get those along every time. Oh, I love this song. Uh, Tom Jones. Watch that vase. Be careful there. What? Don't. Don't. I, New Pussycat. The Buzz. Oh, too bad. Yep. What's New Pussycat? Tom Jones. All right. Here's another one. I didn't know he'd done this. Yes. Uh, 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 Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass before they ran off with Sergio Mendez's Brill 66. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Casino Royale. You got it. Yeah. That was one of his movie things that he did. Leaps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. I know the name of it, but I couldn't tell you who did it. Uh, the Blob? It's The Blob by The Five Blobs. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Almost embarrassed on that one. Uh, 
Set the Shirelles. Yep. Baby, it's you. You got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got grasping it. on that one. Took you a while. I know. Last night I heard you, but darling, remember love. Break only love can break a heart. Gene Penny. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This will, you'll get this one. Okay. This is an easy. And I find I can't get over losing you. I walk along the street. We used to walk two by two. I'm drawing a blank on that one. I can tell. There's a big blank yeah, spot on your face. Yeah. Blue on blue, Bobby Vinton. This is dusty. This is dusty. Wishing and hoping. Which I, and wishing. I, which I still love to this day. I'll, I'll oh, crank yeah, this yeah. thing up every time. Beautiful producer. All right. Now we got another one. Okay. We're not finished yet. Don't, right. don't leave. Right. Don't leave. When you smile. It's Herb Albert. I think this is the first time we heard him ever sing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, this guy's in love with you. Herb Albert. Huge hit. Huge. Very okay. huge hit. Yeah. I just got into the radio. I got to play it a lot. Oh, he's going to keep going here. He knew we'd want to sing along with him. To know it cause. Okay, here comes Wait, another one. A snort there. That was a snort. Okay. The guy whose feet are too uh, raindrops yep. and B.J. Thomas. Absolutely. Okay. That version was not done in the movie. It was a different version, though. Oh, I don't know why. why. I don't know why. It's done for radio. Karen and Richard and uh, close to you. You got it. I was listening to their greatest hits the other day. She has the prettiest voice. Oh, she was fabulous. Yeah. She really was. And then there was Richard. Okay, we got one more. <laughs> well, basically, he was a producer. That's uh, true. Fifth Dimension, one less bill to answer. One less man to pick up after. To pick up after. What's she saying? Right, there you go, huh? Billy, do you think Billy Davis Jr. is a slob? Oh, I don't know. It's just a song. Okay. Don't take it personally. Okay, all right. It's, it's all right. Don't take it personally. too much meaning into yeah, a song here. You are. You're okay. putting way too much in You are. Pop quiz time? Oh, uh, you want that? Let's do a pop quiz. A pop quiz. I'm ready. Are I'm you sure? Ready? Yeah, I didn't do that well on Seconds Guessing, but I'm ready for a pop quiz. Well, you don't win anything quiz. on these. You don't win a thing on pop quizzes, okay? Okay. Oops, yep. Pop quiz oh. sound effect okay. to tell us it's time for me to do the pop quiz. All right. How did Meat Love get his name? Uh, the Thursday lunch special? <laughs> no. Oh. His real name, Marvin Lee Aday, A-D-A-Y, okay. however you say that's okay. his real name, was born so bright red. This is a true story. What? He told this on TV one time, I think on uh, one of the talk shows, he was born so bright red that the doctor suggested they keep him in the hospital for observation for a couple of days. And his father told the hospital to put a name tag on the crib that read Meat because he said he looked like nine and a half pounds of ground round. Oh, no. ground, ground. The nickname stuck. And he later added the loaf part when he stepped on his coach's foot in school, and the coach yelled, Get off my foot, you hunk of meatloaf. 
It's true. I mean, that's how it came about. I wouldn't make something like that up. I wonder if the coach wanted residuals from his career. No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I had never heard that story before. Well, you'll never be able to say that again. Well, that's true. Yeah, it that's, is true. true. Oh, I think we have a news story that's just come news in. Flash. News flash. Breaking news. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We're pulling out all the stops on the, on the podcast today. Okay. Kenny Loggins says this is it for his final tour. Kenny Loggins said that this is it touring after this year when he finishes out. It's been an amazing journey since starting with uh, Jimmy Messina uh-huh. in 1971, he says. And I'm fortunate to have had such a long touring career. Mm-hmm. Loggins said in a statement last month, I, he said, I don't see this as the end of my professional career. Uh, and he's not quitting because he has bad health, which seems to be going around a lot of that. He says, I'm in perfect shape. But he says, I'm, I'm tired of the grind of major tours. And I just want to just want to work in the studio and write songs and produce music, and so, so that's why he's quitting. He's quitting for all the right reasons. He's been doing a long time. You know, Kenny Loggins, one of the nicest fellas I ever had an opportunity to chat with, and it wasn't in an interview. It was actually after a concert he did here in town. Oh, really? We're at Civic Center. Yeah, yeah. Really? And and we we met him backstage and did the meet and greet thing, and yeah. then we were still back there you know, thirty. 40 minutes later, he came out of his dressing room and just stood around chatting. Huh. Yeah. But uh, just a super nice guy. Well, those guys uh, outside the window, are they unloading those 50 uh, VHS tapes? That's an awful lot of uh, tape. They're not doing know, squat. Well, they haven't been doing squat for the last three weeks. <laughs> Except driving old Uncle Lair crazy. <laughs> well, I, I and I don't know where Blue Puss is today either. Hasn't uh, showed up in two she, days. She, touring? Take, take a little time off. Take okay. a little time right, off. Well, you know, Pussycat's got to have time off, too. You I know, they can't, they can't be charming and on all the time. Well, they have to. Blue- we would only know we were going to do what's new pussy captain tom jones you're right probably would have showed up you're right yeah well is that it for this podcast that's about it i think i've gotten to the end of the rope here well i'm glad you came along Uh, thanks (laughs) for listening to episode 58 of two larry's and a mic if you enjoyed this episode we hope you'll subscribe to the show you can find two larry's and a mic wherever you get your podcast be sure to share this podcast with someone just click on the share button join us next time for two larry's and a mic I'm Larry Dowdy. Larry Bly here. And, oh, yeah, Mike's still working on that wind farm. It's an ill wind that blows. Uh, That's something I heard somewhere. I don't know what it means. But anyway, yeah, I hope he a wind drag farm, a, ladies and gentlemen. I hope he doesn't drag a kite out. You know uh, what I'm saying? Especially in a storm. Yeah, we'll see Ben Franklin's time. already done that. <laughs> uh.